Hey everybody, welcome to My Sister Made Me Do It, where we make each other watch things that the other person really hasn't seen before, and then we talk about it. And this week, it is my turn. We are watching the original Roswell TV show. But first, my name is Emily, and the universe blessed me this week. You think that, but I'm going to be your curse. <laughs> My book submission got extended by a month. <sighs> and I have to do storyboards all the time every day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Roswell. Which episode are we doing today? Missing. Missing. Episode four? Four? Five? Hold on. I'll find out. Uh, five. It's five. I was right. Before we get started, there are two alien headlines going on in the real world. Yep. First one is that apparently there is an inter... <laughs> Stop it! No, get out there. <laughs> First one is there is an intergalactic uh... The Galactic Federation. <laughs> yes, there's apparently a Galactic Federation that is waiting for us humans to reach some sort of threshold before they contact us, but Trump already knows about it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> there's no way he wouldn't tweet about there's it. No, he can keep it a secret. And then the second one is that the good U.S. of A., has decided what to name their Space Force. Uh, the good U.S. of A. have decided to copy what Marvel named their Space Force. <laughs> so apparently our Space Force is going to be called Guardians. Ugh. So, anyways, we're going to talk about imaginary aliens. We're going to talk about actual good alien content. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in this episode, Meg, the one thing that... No, the second thing besides you wanting Liz to break up with Kyle happened what have you been waiting and and predicting will happen michael had a good day that's not what we were oh <laughs> sorry liz's alien diary got stolen <laughs> which is apparently a secondary <laughs> michael had a good day michael oh. had a good day wow i do not like his art teacher <laughs> wow that man is uptight so we get to liz at the beginning looking for her diary which surprises no one it's missing oh hey that's the title of the episode <gasps> missing so anyways this episode is all about them trying to find liz's alien diary where she has written everything down in great detail in great detail not just like in code or alluding to but basically there are aliens and i have proof <laughs> I believe there are aliens among us. Very nice. Sent down to us from somewhere up above. <laughs> Save you from guns. Listen to CDs with some molecule powers. I'm very impressed. Yeah. All right. So they have their private biz, but Liz knows what it is. Wrote it in her diary. Very good. That's on the fly, people. That was on the fly. Very well done. I'm very impressed. 
So throughout the episode, there are all of these different potential culprits as to who could have taken said diary. And uh, the number one culprit, of course, is Kyle, her her ex-boyfriend. I gotta say, this episode does something I hate in mystery stories, where they don't give the audience all the clues before they tell us the solution to the mystery. What other series does that that you hate? Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I don't mind. I don't mind the main characters having, you know, some information that helps them solve the clues, but you shouldn't, like, solve it off screen. Anyway, no, we're not here to complain about Sherlock. That'll be a different podcast. <laughs> Um, so Liz's diary is missing and then she'll tell Maria that it's missing and then very slowly, uh, the news of the missing diary spreads. So spreads through their little, their little tiny group. Mm -hmm. So that's the A plot is the diary. And then Mm -hmm. the B plot. Okay. So, so the diary is missing for about a day and a half. Yep. And that's the A plot. But the B plot happens over several days. Yes. Because Michael has a dream about this strange thing he's been dreaming about since he touched the key. And he starts going to art class about it. And he goes go to, to art school. He goes to art class multiple times. It's it's very funny that the, the times don't pass up. Oh, also there is a molecular powers moment where uh, middle of the night, Michael has a dream and then he like wakes up and he grabs a pencil and it's broken. And there's a moment where he very, very slowly... Like, he puts it in his closed fist like a pencil sharpener, and then he pulls it back out. It's so slow, and it's so dramatic. And I'm like, sacred pact. We have a sacred pact. (laughs) So, after Michael has this dream, that he sharpens his pencil and and starts to draw it down, he goes to visit Max. Yep. Who is sleeping. Who is sleeping. Um... And Michael is trying to, like, tell Max that, hey, something big is happening. And Max is like, can we figure this out in the morning? Like, <laughs> nobody cares about Nobody Michael cares thinks. about poor Michael. Listen, I'm going to be 100% honest. As a as a teen watching this, I was firmly in the camp of Max and Liz. Like, they were my favorite, favorite couple. And so I remember as a teen just being like, yeah, Michael, you're getting in the way of their love story. <laughs> Whoa. True love. <laughs> um, Maria is trying to be a good friend and is trying to help Liz and is trying to, to narrow away. down, yeah, the suspect pool. And uh, she makes a little whoopsie because, yeah. you know, she brings up, oh, it could be Kyle. Your you know, ex. your ex because of, you know, revenge or whatever. But then she also starts thinking it could be Javert. Um, Javert. <laughs> AKA Alex. <laughs> because this has happened several times throughout the series. Anytime Liz and Maria are talking about alien stuff, Alex happens to come up and they immediately clam up and he knows something is going on. And so Maria is worried, obviously, about everything and is just trying to like figure this out and solve everything. And <laughs> she suggests their stand up friend, Alex. Not Javert. She suggests that when he was over at Liz's house studying, that he stole her diary to get the answers yeah. of all his questions. It's it's that's not a great friend assumption to make. When you're when you're that paranoid, that's that's not that's not great. 
Oh, oh wait. Jumping back to the scene where Michael comes to Max's house. Again, we see the sleeping bag that he's got for him and he sleeps on the floor. And also, um, when when Michael wakes up for his dream, he has multiple empty bottles of Tabasco near his bed. <laughs> That's right. The sacred pact gets broken once again. <laughs> sacred pact? <laughs> the vending machine eats Max. And it gets broken for nothing? Okay. <laughs> the vending machine eats Max's dollar. Okay, great. I'm sorry, Max. It happens to the best of us. So he touches the machine, causes a small localized earthquake inside of it. All of these snacks start falling to the ground. I'm talking like $18 worth of snacks. And he doesn't take any of them. <laughs> like, he doesn't even take the one he wanted. Uh, he picks it up. So he doesn't pick it up. Liz is going to talk to Max, but... She gets nervous because Michael shows up and is like, what are you talking about? And she's like, like, oh, uh, nothing important. He says, okay, bye, Liz. (laughs) Which, okay, I feel like this episode was not very well written. Apologies to whoever wrote it. Structured. Because, Meg, you pointed this out where, do you guys remember earlier on where Miss Tapolsi was coming, was kind of looking into Michael? Liz is the one that goes and warns him. And in this episode... He's just a big jerk to her. And mm-hmm. she's like literally the only one outside Isabel and Max who's helped him. Who at helps all. him at all. And so I didn't care for the way this was written of, get out of here, Liz. <laughs> but it it pointed out rightfully that Max says to Michael, you said he'd be nicer to her. And then Michael's like, yeah, and you said you'd stay away from her. <laughs> We're both liars. We're both liars. Okay, Liz, for all of her honor, student, smart, 4.0, straight A, everything, she's not very smart (laughs) because she's... She doesn't have street smarts. She doesn't have street smarts. She's sitting in a dark classroom. Miss Topolsky shows up and is just like, oh, what's going on? And Liz is like, uh, nothing... Liz is not very good at acting unsuspicious. Not at all. What's the word for that? Don't Casual. be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay, so so Liz, after she's been dismissed from the M&M conversation, she is sitting in a dark classroom, pretty much just quietly freaking out over this diary. And Mr. Polsky comes in and is like, Hey, Liz, you're a teenager sitting alone in a dark classroom. And Liz is like, everything's great. I'm casual. <laughs> um, so Miss Topolsky's suspicions are, I believe, peaked by this. So, yeah. Then we have the scene where Maria basically is like, hey, Alex, you didn't steal the diary, right? Alex is like, what? Why would... Maria! <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like, he's honest because she's like, listen, I know it's probably really annoying when we clam up. And he's Mm -hmm. very forthcoming. He's like, yeah, it really is. And so she's trying to be all, like, very gentle about, like, hey, listen, it's not a big deal. Just go put it back. And Alex is rightfully offended that all of a sudden Liz and Maria have become, you know, just kind of not turned on him, but just kind of shut him out. And now they're coming to him and being like, what did you do? Yeah. He's rightfully upset. Although I did, uh, I did uh, admire that Maria was using her 
TV procedural crime drama knowledge and being like, okay, the person who took the diary needs to have motive and opportunity. And so they look at people who had motive and opportunity. That's why Kyle's a suspect. And that's why Alex is a suspect because he had motive. He wants to know what's going on with the two of them. And he had opportunity when he when he and Liz were studying. Mm-hmm. Which the thing is, we did not see them studying. We're just told that that's happened. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of hard as an audience to to make. Listen, this makes me sound lazy. It's hard to make the audience imagine what happened. Yeah. Rather than like seeing that and having the seeds planted for the audience to like infer mm-hmm. he might have taken. I wish Maria had gone off the deep end. So Liz has this whiteboard we saw a few episodes ago. She has a whiteboard where she arranges everyone's schedules for work. And I feel like it would have been really fun if they had super leaned into that. And Maria's like, let's list everyone who know, like everyone we know and list, okay, this person had motive, but no opportunity. This person had da 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 da. And I think they could have planted a red herring there. Um, because we're not going to tell you who really stole the diary yet until we get to the end. But at the end, when we find out who took it, we find out about their motive and their opportunity when we find out they're the one who did the crime. And here's some advice for you mystery writers out there. It would have been interesting if the thief was on the whiteboard and said, oh, they had motive, but they didn't have an opportunity. And you discount that because then you have your act three twist where the information you have before turns out to be incorrect, and that's the last piece of the puzzle you need to find out the solution of the mystery. You guys, I miss escape rooms <laughs> so much. <gasps> uh, I miss mysteries. <laughs> how many how many mystery rooms have you been through in one? Six. I'm six for six. Yep. Which isn't, you know, an extravagant number, but it's not nothing. Good. But uh, it's still a pandemic, guys. Nobody's yeah. going to mystery rooms. So this is what we're doing instead. Hey, podcast. Emily, for Christmas, will you make me an escape <laughs> room? <laughs> Listen, I will do my best. I, You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Can I go on a tangent about my favorite thing I ever did in an escape room? Mm-hmm. So I was on a double date. And... It was just the four of us, and we did an escape room. Great date idea. And there's a bit where I had a piece of paper with a, basically a substitution cipher, where each of the letters of the alphabet are replaced with either, like, a number or a symbol or, like, whatever. And I looked at this paper, and I'm like, oh, this is a substitution cipher. And at the bottom, it gave us what two of the symbols meant. Well, this is a particular kind of word puzzle that my parents used to do all the time from the newspaper, where you would figure out a phrase through like the newspaper how old-fashioned <laughs> well, you know you 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 have a clue as to what a couple of the letters are and then through like logically how words are spelled and how vowels are placed you're able to figure out the phrase and so i saw far off on the wall that there was a big pattern that had all of these symbols in it and so i turned to my date and i'm like okay what we have to do is we have to solve this paper and then that'll give us the key we need to solve whatever that is on the wall and so listen i was showing off a little bit too i solved this phrase and it ends up being a clue for something else in the room and then we take the paper over to what i thought was another mystery on the wall and it was a key 
you were supposed to take the paper over to the wall and straight up like, okay, that is A, that is B, that is C. (laughs) So when you're done with an escape room, the host comes out and like kind of tells you what you did and how well you did. And the host was like, nobody has ever solved that from scratch. I don't know why you didn't use the key. (laughs) But I'm impressed that you did it. And I'm like, I can't believe I was so smart and so clueless at the same time. But I think my date was impressed. They didn't say yes to a second date, though. Dang it. They're lost. Intimidated by my grades. to Alex who is again rightfully upset and he punches a locker and leaves a dent in it. Alex is an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Well Miss Topolsky certainly senses something's up. She sees Alex punch the locker and then she invites him to a one-on-one guidance counselor moment in his room in her office. And so Alex very rightfully talks about how his feelings have been hurt from his friends. He says, hey, friend number one's diary is missing. And friend number two thinks I took it. And he's like, you know, it's just, it's hurtful. It's sad. And then Mr. Polsky is just like, mm, interesting. <laughs> uh, although he has a weird flirt moment with, T- okay, yeah, okay. Listen, I don't think I used my inappropriate radar last time. <laughs> There's like a slightly inappropriate moment. Where he's like, oh, I don't have a girlfriend, Miss Topolsky. And she goes, ah, teenage girls can never spot the good ones. And I'm like, uh, are you flirting with a high schooler? No. No. Then she gets up from her desk, comes around, and sits on the desk right in front of him. But she was she was saying this to, like, shift the shift the blame onto Liz Parker because she was trying to get some information about Kyle. Listen, it wasn't... Listen, also, if you're an adult teacher, you keep a desk between you and your student. Yeah. You don't just go and, like, sit boobs at eye level with a teenage boy, okay? That's breaking the Horner pack. (laughs) (laughs) So... She makes a phone call. And this is another thing Meg has been waiting for. What's Miss Topolsky's deal? I was hoping she was also an alien. Well, it turns out she's part of the Phoebe. Yeah. That's FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls in and she's like, hey, I've got some information. So the Phoebe are going to be after this diary. We cut to. Wait, wait, wait. So, you know, we have the FBI coming after the diary, which I think does a good job at ratcheting the tension up a little bit because we don't know who who has it. And now I like as a viewer, I always feel I also feel that not only is Liz and Max in danger, but whoever took it is also going to be heavily scrutinized by, you know, this group that's coming in as well. The Phoebe. <laughs> 
Michael had a has a good idea. I mean, he's a smart kid. Um, he wants to practice, I guess. He wants to really draw out what he's seen in his visions. Right, because the reason he sharpened the pencil and he was like, I got to draw what I saw, he just drew like a very scribbled semicircle on a sheet of paper. So he decides he's going to go to art class. <laughs> this art teacher. Listen, I've had I've had a fair number of art teachers and this guy is just a little persnickety. He seems like he's he it feels like he thinks he's too good to be a high school to be a art high school teacher. art teacher. Yeah. So he he ding Michael comes in and he like dings him on his absences and kind of like shames him about it like in front of the class and Michael's like, I kind of just really want to draw. And the teacher's like, oh, you want to draw now? And, like, I get it. Like, Michael hasn't been to class for weeks. Um, When Michael does start drawing, all of a sudden this guy's, like, fawning over Michael's talent. Not the first day, though. Because, like I said, Michael comes to art class probably eight different times. So, like, he comes to art class all these different times and he makes art and it gets put into an art show. And we're like meant to believe that this happens in the one day that Liz's diary was missing. I don't know. So I feel like Michael's art story didn't quite fit the timeline of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about how much better he gets as time goes on because he really, it's something that he obviously is very passionate about and he puts a lot of hard work into it he does so first day in art class he just soft charcoal on a drawing pad and again scribbles the same kind of semicircle again yeah enter kyle who kind of cements himself as more of a suspect because he's pretty salty about uh apparently liz and max are together even though when they broke up liz said it wasn't because of max but kyle's kind of like i'm not stupid Okay. Yeah. You know. And she's like, we're just friends. Don't take it so hard. Can you try to see it from my point of view? And he's like, do you know what, Liz? That's the best part about being broken up. I don't have to try anymore. And Miss Topolsky is creeping on them from across the courtyard as they have this little tiff. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my main suspect. We finally get to see Max at his job. And he's wearing a cute work like, vest. He has a, like a librarian vest, you know. So he has a vest that matches his boss's jacket, which is great. <laughs> uh, also, listen, I know the people who were filming this, like the blocking. This isn't how library books work. So Max takes a whole stack of books from the Red Book Return and then he just starts shelving them in the exact order that he, like, picked them up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You take it to the sorting shelves, and then you put them in order, and then you put them on your cart, and then you take them out. And I'm like, listen, Meg, they don't they don't have time for that. Yeah. Hey, you and I have both worked at libraries. What library did you work at? I worked at the AF library. Really? Yeah. How can I forget that? I don't know. I was working two jobs to put myself through college at the time. I was never home. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I worked at the I worked at the BBYU library. Anyway, but Liz comes to work, and this is one thing that I really liked because in a lot of times in dramas, you know, they want to ratchet the tension up all the time, all the time, and like, you know, they're trying to juggle work and school and girlfriends and family and da-da-da-da-da. And so Liz shows up, and I was fully expecting uh, the boss to be like, 
hey, not during working hours. But he's like, go talk to her. She's more interesting than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I really, I just, yeah. it was really, it was really sweet. And something else I liked about this scene is Liz actually does admit to Max that the diary is missing. And I'm glad that she told him herself. And he didn't find out from like Maria mentioning something or like Alex mentioning something mm-hmm. that, do you know what? These two, they have great communication skills. Yeah. Well, not outstanding, but still pretty great. Better than not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, hold on. Is this the scene where it's the bad music? Oh, yeah. So they've gone off to a secluded spot so Liz can confess to him what she's got to be terrified to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a very tense scene because... Max is realizing what could happen Mm -hmm. because of this. And there's a beautiful romantic guitar, soft, soft, hopeful music going in the background. It does not match the tone (laughs) of the scene at all. So she's admitting to him, she's like, but don't worry, Max, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. And the guitar is like, look, they're in love. (laughs) (laughs) But now Max is also trying to think about who could have the diary and his number one suspect is kyle yeah he's he's sure because i mean listen kyle didn't give the order to get him beaten up but he got beaten up earlier in a different episode because of Mm -hmm. kyle so liz goes home she's frantically looking through and then uh her mom comes and asks her a very personal question about i think like how she's doing with or no Alex. Alex had come and she's like, but you probably don't want to talk to him. Like, she infers that she knows something. And Liz is like, uh, Mom, how could you know that? How could you think that? Unless you've... And clearly the sentence she doesn't finish is, unless you've read my diary. But, like, we see the we see the actress, like, accept right away that, oh, there's no way my mom could have taken the diary. And I was like, how, how could you accept that? Anyway, I think Mom should have been a suspect beyond just this scene because this isn't who done it it's who took the diary and it seems like we accuse and then excuse every suspect as soon as we see them that's good thanks (laughs) and i'm like no no that's not how crime dramas work (laughs) everyone's a suspect until they turn you know point to the one person and said and you did it so so we're at the we're at the Crashdown Cafe. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Isabel in this episode. No. Michael is still obsessively drawing everywhere. Out whatever he's seen in his vision. And Isabel is not having this. <laughs> but- <laughs> oh, yeah. There was this one shot where uh, Max is, is reading some stuff. Oh, yeah, because his boss recommended a specific book to him mm-hmm. by an author named Atherton. And so Max is reading that book at the table. And there's this really fun shot where, like, Max is telling us the subject of his reading. Max's face is center of the screen. And then we see uh, Michael's hand come up in front of the camera holding the Tabasco so he could shake it in front of the camera onto his food. I thought, I thought that was great. He put it in his drink. Oh, 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 oh. No, he put it in his lemonade. <laughs> okay, not Tabasco, but Emily and I each had a drink this week. <laughs> Just about killed us. So, Emily, what did you buy from the store to enjoy? I bought 
cranberry juice because it's 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 good for you it's good for you it's not something that i like guzzle like water but i'm like yeah i'll grab this hey uh what was on the label of the cranberry juice you bought it was unsweetened <laughs> cranberry juice it was nasty oh like <laughs> like you took a sip and your mouth turned inside out <laughs> and what was really funny is i was like oh em can i take and you know i like some sour stuff and i was like oh em can i try some of this she's like oh sure you probably want to shake it up first and she didn't see me take it all she heard was me going <laughs> and then she goes here you try it because yeah, that's that's a sibling thing is this is disgusting do you want some <laughs> emily made just about the same noise and so that was the noise i just made watching um michael pour tabasco in his lemonade for some reason that's what it brought back <laughs> So they they pretty much conclude that this author's stuff is like nonsense. But um, Michael's drawing on his, what's it called? Placemat. And instead of just like a scratchy semicircle, it's getting a little bit of structure to it. And uh, I called it when it was in the, listen, when he saw the vision, I'm like, oh, it's a geometric building. And Emily's like, it's shapes. And I'm like, it's a building. <laughs> anyway, my Michael. <laughs> we got to give him different names. <laughs> Michael's getting better and better. Well, Kyle and his cronies come into the crash down. Oh, man. And Kyle goes right up to Max. He's like chewing gum. I thought he was going to spit the gum on him. But he's just like, I'm on to you, Evans. And all of a sudden, all the red alarms in Max's head go off because he's like, Oh my gosh, Kyle! Kyle stole your journal. <laughs> oh, guess what? He hasn't told Michael or Isabel yet that the journal is missing. Mm -hmm. He's trying to keep it to himself. Conceal it, don't feel it, don't yeah. let it show. And so we have this scene where he's he's gone up to uh, Liz's, basically, because her family lives above the crash down, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, it's Kyle, it's Kyle. Kyle stole your journal. Mm -hmm. And she's like, don't be ridiculous. Kyle hasn't been in my house for weeks. Uh, oh, and uh, Liz's mom sees them. Yeah. And Liz doesn't want to explain Max to her mom, so she pulls Max into her room, and he's like, oh, it's your room, huh? <laughs> and so he's using uh, alien radar to search around her room to see um, if anything has happened, or, like, to see if he can pick up a trail. And so I was like, what, is there going to be a line of glowing molecules to where the diary is? <laughs> but instead, he finds a... Flash. CD album. CD album. <laughs> and when he touches it, there's a flash. And oh my gosh. They, they realize Kyle. Kyle has been in Liz's room. He came and dropped off a CD for her because he's got a lot of feelings. But then we get a, he gets a couple flashes. What album is it? Is that Sting? Hold on. Okay, we're going to look it up. Uh, hey, maybe you could go on the wiki. Okay, hold on. Megan's not to allowed my on my key. I'm too good at connecting the dots. She clicks on random solving substitution sites without a key. <laughs> Let's see. There's the music of the episode, but they don't have what CD it was. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. Sorry. Then we get to go to a fun montage of Michael actually 
is a really good artist. He's yeah. really good. And he's just like back and he's using colors and shading and just like he is happy he has this big old smile on his face michael's good day his art is evolving like he's getting really really good at this and there is a bit where um he like messes up and he like you know puts a stroke of paint and he looks at it and he thinks and then he like wipes his hand over it and undoes the paint so he's i don't know if he's broken into the school and he's just been painting overnight he goes all night long to do this uh because there's nobody else in the nobody else in the art room oh uh we get a second creepy teacher moment because the teacher is watching michael oh yeah he's just he's staring at him through the window watching him paint Oh, but before we get the resolution to that, uh, Liz comes to see Kyle at a basketball game. And here we definitely know this isn't, is this a CW show? Yes. Okay, well, this is an olden time CW show because the basketball game is shirts versus skins, but Kyle is playing on the shirts team. And I feel like (laughs) if this was the modern CW he would not have a shirt on. But, uh, so he and Liz have this whole conversation through the chain link fence. Because there's a wall. There's a wall between them. And, I don't know, she outright, does she outright accuse him of stealing the diary? Um, she's kind of, like, walking around it. She's like, well, you know, when people break up, there's confusion and you don't quite, you know. She's, like, tiptoeing around the fact, trying to give him an opportunity to kind of fess up to be like oh you know what Liz you're right you know sort of a thing yeah and there's a bit where he's like Liz you can ask me anything I don't have secrets then she goes is that what you think Kyle I have secrets and she seems like offended and I'm like Liz (laughs) yes you're keeping the alien secret and she's like do you think it was those secrets that broke us up and I'm like (laughs) yes <laughs> absolutely but yeah oh she does eventually um she basically is like you had a chance you were alone in my room you could have discovered what my secrets are mm-hmm. and he's like what are you what are you and so <laughs> he just nails it a hundred percent he says oh do I want to find out your secrets about Max Evans and why you've been so weird since that day at the Crashdown Cafe? And then Liz goes, Kyle, this is serious. And I'm like, Liz, that's literally what he wants to know. That's when things started going sour for you. Like, <laughs> come on, Liz. He's smart. I like that. Okay, I'm trying to make this not sound stupid, but he's figured it out. And Liz thinks she's done such a good job at being so careful. She's because she's always has to be in control. Yes. Liz thinks she's inconspicuous and she is not. Yeah. And then he just leaves. And I hope his basketball team, I hope his basketball team does okay without him. <laughs> but he does this really cool jacket flip over his shoulder when he walks away. Yeah. I feel bad for Kyle. I also want Kyle to have a good day. Yeah. But anyway... Max's painting, amazing. Max's painting is entered into the senior art, the senior class art exhibit. <sighs> Emily just mouthed at me that his name is Michael. <laughs> Listen, why would you name two of your main? Okay, 
I take it back because I realize now that Bones and Booth have the same letter name. But that's like different, right? Is it? <laughs> I mean, her name is Brennan. I don't know what it is. It's, listen, it's because my name starts with M. I have a sister whose name starts with M. And then I have a sister, Emma Lee. There's just too many M's to keep track of in my life right now. <laughs> Max and Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay, listen. Michael is so proud of his drawing. It's really good. It's beautiful. Isabel and Max, on the other hand, are real worried about it. Yeah. Uh, wait, can we talk about some of the other art pieces at the senior art exhibit? Yes. So there's paintings, there's drawings, and there's sculptures. <laughs> there's the thinker. And someone has just sculpted the thinker, and that's in the senior art show. <laughs> there's also a replica of an Egyptian sarcophagus. And I just, I think it's so funny that Michael's been working on this for maybe a day. And it's in, well, okay, so we've seen him in his art class, and then he sketched it that night at the Crashdown Cafe, and then he stayed up all night painting this painting. And the art teacher, Mr. Cohen, says it is the best thing to come out of the class all year long. <laughs> and you know what? That's not fair to the person who drew that beautiful uh, landscape we're seeing back behind them. <laughs> anyway, Isabel is like really freaked out that he's he's put this drawing in out public, in the open, and and Max is trying to, I guess, I don't know, try to like, he's like Michael, basically you're just... being dangerous and you're being reckless and you're doing all these things and and you can't take chances like this. And then Michael's like, you did. And he's like, what? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. That's right. But it's like, oh, what? You get to take chances and I don't? You get to roll the dice with our lives? But if anyone else does? And, and Max is like, I saved someone's life. I wasn't dabbling in the arts. And I'm like, Meg caught <laughs> <so> <laughs> School. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, listen, this is about the heavens. This is about aliens. Um, so tonight is the convergence of Jupiter and Saturn. And my uh, my dad set up the telescope for us to look at it. And I tried to take pictures of like with a phone through the telescope. It like went okay. But on Twitter, I found a really nice photograph of the convergence from someone down in Melbourne, Australia. And so I sent it to my dad to forward with his friends and I sent the name of the photographer as well. And dad's like, why do I need to know the name of the photographer? And I'm like, so you can share credit over who took the picture. And he's like, my friends aren't going to care who took it. And I'm like, dad, I'm an artist. <laughs> You've got to credit the artist. <laughs> Oh, we all have our own little idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Listen, I understand where Max and Isabel are coming from. I think they are being a little paranoid, though, because it really, this this geometric shape doesn't mean anything to anyone <laughs> at all. And they're being so mean to Michael, who is really excited about this one thing for the first time. Yeah. I just feel bad. Like, like, Max is the one that kind of blew their secret. He's yeah. the one that kicked all of this off. Isabel's just trying to live her best life. And, oh, no, Isabel, Isabel uses her powers all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah. 
Um, but here's the thing is when they have this confrontation, Michael knows Liz's diary is missing and he knows they're all in danger. Sorry. Max, Emily's just looking at me shaking her head like, what are you talking about? Max. <laughs> Max knows that the diary is missing. And that's probably why he's so on edge. And he's taking it out on Michael. And I'm like. And he still hasn't told them he hasn't the diary's them. missing. Anyway, we're getting a bit of a double standard. It's like, just because you're the main character doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but then we get. We get a scene with the Phoebe. The fuzz are here. The feds. And Miss Topolsky is like, okay. She's like, we have proof. If we could find this diary first, we will have proof of aliens, not from, a, you know, a random off the street, but from a, and she lists Liz's credentials, a straight A student and treasurer of the astrology club or something. No, what the is science she treasure? Club. The treasurer of the science club. Treasurer of the science club. And I'm like, you couldn't get the president of the science club? <laughs> so the, the, the other two officers. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying, if you only have four people in a club, <laughs> the fourth person is the treasurer. <laughs> it's like the least important job you can have in a club. In high school. In high school. <laughs> but Mr. Polsky is like, I have a pretty good idea of where it could be. Yeah, because the other two agents that are with her are kind of like, are you serious? She's like, this could, this is it. Like, we realize she's she's looking for proof. Yep. And it's inferred that... Kyle. The she believes it's it. Kyle. Kyle has it. So, yet again, everybody converges on the sheriff's house. Not yet again. Sorry. Max and Liz. <gasps> is that a spoiler? Are sorry. people going to converge on the sheriff's house no. again in the future? Sorry, I was thinking of when they went to Michael's house and I got oh, yeah. I got mixed up. So um, Everyone's converging on the same house yet again. Yet again. Um, so the sheriff's house is empty <laughs> and unlocked. So like Liz goes to ring the doorbell to maybe just like ask. And Max is like, you know, standing a little off to the side. He's like, you know, I'm here for support. I'm here if you need me. Liz rings the doorbell. And then Liz just pushes the door open and i'm like okay listen it's a small town you do that oh my gosh one of our sisters so our family doesn't do that you ring the doorbell you knock and if no one our family answers, doesn't break and enter no, okay just, 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 <laughs> ring the doorbell you knock and if no one's home you leave and i remember one of our sisters had a friend who would just come into our house and i was scandalized every time it happened because i'm like and I'm younger, so, like, I would have been maybe 10, 11, and these girls are teenagers, but they're just, my sister's friend would just come into our house. Not even knock. Not even knock. How dare she? So I felt some of those same feelings as all of the lights are off, and Liz and Max just go in the house and start looking around. Yeah, like, the sheriff's house. Uh, the sheriff is someone who already has like high suspicion about Max and Liz and so they're like Liz doesn't want to do it she's like Max we have to go and Max is like no we are finding this journal because it's really his life is you know it's on the line is on the line um so this search while they're searching there was a shot the biggest laugh Emily and I have ever had since we started Roswell so did you know 
in Sheriff Valenti's house. So you got the front room where they watch the TV. And on the wall behind the couch is this gigantic cork board that is just full of like 50 different handguns. And like arrayed in this beautiful like nice sunray pattern and they've got some gold ones and like silver and filigree handles and there was just this shot and the whole screen was just filled with all these handguns and uh it's we just hilarious. it was just funny for some reason because it was it was like a really tense scene and so like normally if there's a shot of a weapon on a wall you know like in pirates of the caribbean when elizabeth is trying to get away from the ghost and she sees a sword on the wall and she like grabs it and i'm just imagining if we do have this big scene in the sheriff's house that everybody's just snatching guns <laughs> off the wall to get ready for a shootout but oh but okay this part spooked me Real good because they're in a dark house, a house they're not supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. They walk past an empty hall and the camera lingers on the empty hallway and suddenly a dark figure emerges in the hallway and my heart just went, <laughs> you know. So someone else is in the house. Um, so they're looking in Kyle's room trying to find the diary. Liz does find something he took, but it's not the diary. Mm-mm. It's a photo of her and Kyle. He took it from her room like... And I'm just like, oh, he really, really liked her. I mean, that was apparent, but. Um, I'm going to comment a little bit on the lighting in this show. Because a hallmark of this show I've noticed is sideways light. So light coming in through a window. We've joked in like earlier episodes about like, why are they still at school? The sun's going down. But just one of the creative hallmarks of this show is we've got moonlight coming in sideways through a lot of blinds. We have late sunlight coming in through you know the the patterned mo not mosaics what do you call them stuff that hangs down moves around mobiles <laughs> <laughs> um anyway every time i every time i see it happen i'm like oh i like that that one shot you really love in i can't remember if it was the pilot or the second one where max is in his room and he like leans forward into the shaft of light that's coming in sideways anyway i never noticed the sideways thing that's really yeah. cool and it's it's a unique it's a unique way to light your actors it gives you a lot of like really cool it really plays up like the shapes and the shadows of your face i like it i like the creative design and lighting for this show mm-hmm. um speaking of lighting they're in this dark house oh yeah and no one's home no one's home they go and turn on the lights to search to search which i mean why didn't you bring flashlights Listen. Why can't you just use your molecular powers to make the journal glow? (laughs) Yeah. They hear a noise. (laughs) They hear the sheriff coming home. (sighs) Oh, right. They hear a noise and it's, we know it's the other person in the house. But so as Max is looking around, (laughs) that's when we get the shot of a wall of guns. All the guns. And so he's walking through this dark house trying to figure out what noise he has heard. And, uh... He's standing in the window. Standing in the window. Kyle comes home. Headlights go through the window. He should have been able to see them. He is clearly illuminated by the headlights. Yeah. So they sneak out the back door. And Kyle comes in and is, you know, none the wiser that they were there. And so they run. Max and Liz go running, running out. And there is a shot that... This one spooked Megan. Yeah. Because... 
um, there's this big, huge cactus, all these, and, and it's dark. And all of a sudden someone that was standing in the dark turns around yeah. and like watches them leave. And, and it was someone looking for the diary. Like, <gasps> um, so it's, it's the next day at art class. And this is the scene where I was like, do you know what teacher? Relax. <laughs> so Michael's drawing his geometric building again. And this is when I'm like, okay, uh, this is my proof that the diary has been missing for a long time because he's like, when the class drew fruit, you drew this. When the class drew the human form, you drew this again. Like when, when the class uh, drew this, you drew this building. And I'm like, how many days? Like when you're, when you're going through what you're learning how to draw. You don't just draw fruit for one day. Like, we would do the same still life maybe two or three days in a row and stuff. But, yeah. So, I don't, you know, I guess they were drawing fruit when he did it the first time and they're drawing the human figure today. Maybe I'm just being too pedantic. <laughs> but um, Michael is just like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. And he gets out and draws a stick figure. Uh-huh. And the teacher's like, keep drawing your shapes. Like, <laughs> but, but before that happens, though... The teacher's like, you can't go through the whole sem- you can't go through the whole semester drawing only a g- geodesic geodesic geod. Mm, good call. Hold on. Go basically. He lists the specific kind of dome this is, and Max is like, a what? Oh my god! Emily keeps just shaking her head at me, and I'm like, Basically, the art teacher knows what it is that Michael has been drawing. And it's a kind of house. And so Michael is one step closer to finding out what this is. So now that Max can't find the diary and went to Kyle's house, he finally fesses up to Isabel and Max. Nope. See? See? This is pretty tricky, actually, if you think about it. Um, he confesses to um, Michael and Isabel about the diary. Everything that's happened tells him it's missing. And I feel like Isabel doesn't react as much as she should. Like, as much as she has in the past. Yeah, because she she's very a very strong personality. And listen, I get at the beginning of a, of a series, you're still trying to feel out your characters. But, like, Isabel just kind of sits there and is just, like, she doesn't say much. And I'm like, she doesn't say anything. Like, I feel like she would have gone and, like, used her powers to, like, do something. I don't know. Walk in someone's dreams. Yeah. She could just walk through the dreams of everyone in town to find the diary. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and Michael just has a very thoughtful look on his face by the end of this scene. And then we have... The reveal. The crux. And Liz is alone at the cafe closing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael comes in, and the tension in this scene, I think, is really good. Um, Where she's like, I'm sorry, uh, the kitchen's closed. And he walks behind the counter. Just, just, he's just slowly walking towards her the whole time. And she says, um, this area's just for, uh, employees. And he looks around, and he just keeps walking. And he's, he's a good head and a half taller than her. Yeah. And he basically is like, Liz... I know about the diary. Max told me. And listen, I also had a really big problem with this because he is purposefully being really threatening. 
And she's doing her best. I don't think she's scared scared, but she's not at ease with him. Like she's watching him very warily. And I did not like this with him because he's like picking up knives and like it telling her smart to write that down. Yeah. Yes. And I and obviously she knows that. Like, you know, and I'm I'm like, Michael, what is this going to what is this what's the purpose of this? Why are you doing this? And like, you know, because it will also affect him as well. But I, I didn't care for the way this scene was handled. Not the actors. The actors do a fabulous job. But I don't know. It just made me yeah, uh, uncomfortable. And, and I get that they wanted to build up tension before the final reveal of what happened to the diary. Because he's like, that wasn't smart, Liz. And she's like, I know that now. And he's like, I knew it a week ago. And then we get a flashback to a week ago. And this... This is when I was pretty irritated with the show. I don't know if... Did this happen in a previous episode? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, we flashed back to apparently a week ago at the Crashdown Cafe. Michael was sitting in the corner booth. Liz was sitting at the bar and she was writing in her diary. Mm-hmm. And I feel if you want to write a satisfying mystery, this is a scene that we should have seen at the beginning. Maybe even while Michael's obsessed with drawing and drawing. So, like, he's clearly engrossed in his own thing. And then we can come back to the scene and realize that Michael read some of the diary and Michael knew what was in it. Like, I don't mind getting that information later. But we need to know that Michael saw the diary before. Mm -hmm. This was a mystery that the audience would never have been able to solve. Because we didn't have all the pieces. Mm -hmm. So listen, they didn't even give us what letter equals, like, one letter equaling one symbol and let us figure it out from ourselves. They kept all of the relevant information a complete mystery. Anytime someone was suspect, besides Kyle, we did get two or three scenes dedicated to, I think Kyle's a good suspect, We think Alex might have it. We ask Alex about it. It's disproved in one scene. We think mom might have read it. Liz just decides in that one scene mom doesn't have it. And I wish we'd been more methodical and carrying on because Maria pretty much disappeared from the episode after she accuses accuses Alex. Alex. So, and like, listen, I like to give, when I watch a show, I like to give their first season kind of the benefit of the doubt because we're all getting used to the schedule and like shooting and like, yeah, but I, this mystery that they presented over who took the diary really, uh, missed the mark for me. <laughs> so yeah, Michael, after walking around and being mysterious and kind of threatening, is just like, yeah, I took it. I broke into your house and stole your diary. Yeah. Like, he didn't even, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, we do see, real fast, we do see a shot of the Crashdown Cafe specials, and this week... Uh, the special is Comet Chili and Saucer Shower. So so the two specials are Comet Chili and Saucer Shower. I don't know what a saucer shower is. I guess it's like a drink. Probably. He tells her that he read the diary. He wanted to see what kind of threat she would be. And then he like does a 180 and is just like, it's nice to have a friend like you. And he pulls the diary out of his back pocket, which, how big are his back pockets? Listen, boy pockets can hold so much stuff. 
I, you can, okay, if you're wearing designed for men cargo pants or just, just normal jeans, you can stick your arm up to your elbow down the pockets. <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, your diary's actually really good. <laughs> You should be a writer. Just a second. Doesn't say that. Anyway, Max doesn't know that Michael took the diary. And she's like, Michael doesn't want Max to know either. And so he asks Liz to keep yet another secret. And listen, I would have been real angry. He broke into her house. And like this scene was played. Everybody is a really good actor in this show. Mm -hmm. I love this. I love I love one-on-one scenes because I feel like the the people that they pick to like play off each other always do a really good job. Can I can I tell you something? I don't know. What can I you, tell you something? What are you going to tell me? I think Liz and Michael have more chemistry than Liz and Max do, especially because at the end of this scene, he says to her, "Thank you for giving me one more reason to envy Max Evans." Let Michael have some good days. Yeah. Can we get Michael a significant other? Can he have somebody to love? Do you think he's going to get one? No. I think he's going to (laughs) die. So Liz and Michael's friendship has increased. Again. Again. She she admits to, to Max that, oh, the diary's back. And she tells him, like, it was returned. And he's like, returned? And she won't say anything else. But she's like, it's okay. And he trusts her. Yeah, that's good. But listen, they are still not as careful as they should be in Roswell. Especially because when she gets the diary back, she does not destroy it. She does not write in code. She keeps writing in the diary. But okay, but she and Max have like this gushy, ooey gooey scene where she's like, I just, I have to write it down, so... In the future, when someone touches me, I'll, I'll know what it's supposed to feel like. And I'm like, okay, adorable. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So he tells, he tells Isabel, he tells Isabel and, and Max the next day that, oh, yeah, it's fine. Isabel and Michael. <laughs> he tells Isabel and Michael the next day that the diary's back. And so Michael's just like, yeah, okay, great. Um. We get, so Michael, sorry. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) You did this to me. Max is still pouring over this, this book. Book he got from his boss. Yeah. And we get another glimpse of their powers. (laughs) How is this? Isabel takes the book and just flips right through it. And she's like, ugh, that's boring. And then... At the back, there's a picture of the author. There's a picture of the author. And what else is in the background? His house. Which is what? A geodesic dome. So, James Atherton. Atherton. (laughs) Should have been James Atherton. They realize that that may be their next clue in what they need to do and where they need to go and what they need to look for. Episode ends with Liz writing in her diary more. <laughs> and she has like pulled a brick out of the wall and she keeps her diary hidden in a wall now. So at least it's like hidden a little safer. I guess. But like, what if they come in with a diary sniffing dog? 
what if they put spy cameras in her bedroom? What if, ha- what's on the other side of that wall? What if hyper-intelligent mice get it? <laughs> All right, so that is missing. The next episode is called Roswell. No, it's called 285 South. Okay, well, that's obviously the address of where the author lives. Is it? Yes. Do you know what? I, I, I say these things with such great confidence. <laughs> oh, yes. His name is Javert. <laughs> All right. Well, we're doing a, a two-for-one special tonight. We're actually going to watch and record the next episode right away. Because it's Christmas time, and we are way ahead on the way of kings, and we're behind on Roswell. <laughs> And I got to write more. And so we're trying to get ahead on this. So anyways, you guys are fabulous. I'm so glad you've been listening to us. I hope you've enjoyed it. We have so much fun doing this. And we're just a bunch of dorks. So we're just glad you're here with us doing that as well. So go give us a review if you... What? What? (laughs) We don't don't know where they're supposed to review us yet. (laughs) That doesn't matter. If you say go give us a review, you have to tell them where they have to review us. I believe in you guys, and I believe you're smart enough to figure out where you can leave a review. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We have intelligent listeners, Megan. I know, but we don't even know where the reviews are supposed to go. It's true. We'll get you the information, okay? Maybe maybe we'll pre-record something and stick it at the end of each episode that tells you where to do At that. me on Twitter. <laughs> Tell me what you thought. <laughs> oh, well, you guys are fabulous. Have you forgotten how you're supposed to end the episode? I was just about <laughs> to do that. Will you give me a minute? <laughs> Sorry, just... You kept going... <laughs> Listen, listen, I'm not doing this. You go do your storyboards now. I can't, it's Christmas. <laughs> okay, guys, we're, no, it doesn't work now because you told me <laughs> we're going to go watch the next one. So we'll see you guys in about a minute. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye. I believe in you. I'm starting to maybe not believe in Self five. <laughs> Good thing that now we know where you guys can leave a review. Uh, why don't you go check us out on iTunes and uh, leave us a little uh, love there because because it's Christmas. Only it's not. Anyways, thanks again for tuning in to My Sister Made Me View It. Uh, between episodes, come check us out at our different social media handles. Sis Made Me View It on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Come check out all our adorable pets and the antics we get to between episodes, and we'll see you guys there. Oh, special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. Anyways, you guys are fabulous and great, and can't wait to see you next time. Have a good day. Bye!